Friends, good to be with you this morning. So, here is the building we built. Hey, I am just saying, here it is. Here it is. If, it, if, if you're following along with us as we look through Haggai, uh, this is our temple. Now, I, I want to say thank you, and I don't mean that sarcastically. I, I do want to say thank you for, for playing along. Uh, I realize that sometimes I do these kind of corny exercises uh, so that you and I have a chance to uh, practice to put our faith into action, even in a little way. And uh, I, I never know if you're going to play along or not. Uh, and plainly, some of you did participate. Uh, this is, though, it, you know, it's, it's, I don't know how you think we did, right? This is our, this is our little temple. If you're following along, that would be, be Haggai's temple. Maybe you think that that's a pretty good representation of what the people of Haggai's time found. You know, if you're, if you're reading the book of Haggai, you know that they came back after 70 years in exile and that the land was in shambles. I can't imagine that they found a much more impressive sight than that. It was probably pretty bad. Everything torn down brick by brick and block by block. Maybe you think it's a wonderful sight. Maybe you think it's just gorgeous. It's the beginning of a, of a beautiful and a wonderful church, a beautiful, wonderful house of God. I don't know. I don't know what you think. One thing I did notice, one thing I did notice, and I'm sure you did too just in seeing it, is, is I noticed that 47 people participated. Unless somebody cheated and they put down a couple of blocks, uh, then 47 people participated. That means that there were some, almost 40 of us last week who chose not to participate in and I don't know why you did it. Maybe you had to go to the bathroom right away after service and you didn't have, you didn't have, uh, you didn't have time. Maybe, maybe some of you say, Pastor, that's my door and I will never cross that floor, right? I, I know there's a few of you out there, right? You won't walk that way. Maybe, maybe some of you said, you know, Pastor, I'm not going to play your game. I'm just, no, no way. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, and, and I'm sure that there were a few of you who said, you know, I'm not really part of this group. I'm I'm here kind of checking things out, and so I just don't want to want to play. But I ask you, you know, why? Why didn't we participate? Why didn't we obey? Well, Pastor, we just told you all the reasons. No, I mean, really, really why? I mean, did any of you get raptured very suddenly? Did I miss it? No? Uh, did, did the Secret Service come and steal some people away? No? I, I mean, was there a kidnapping that I that I didn't notice? You know, this is one of the, the basic things of, of human nature that we, we ought to remember. Humans, all things being equal, generally will not obey. We won't participate. We just won't play. That's generally speaking. We won't do. Think, think about driving and traffic laws. I don't even want to ask how many of you obey the traffic laws. And, and I'm not going to, this is not like a making a mountain out of a molehill kind of thing. Do you know, statistically, there was a study done in Indiana some time back, and fewer than 1% of people even thought the traffic laws should be obeyed, let alone actually obeyed them? Fewer than 1%. Wow. Do you know that if a doctor prescribes you medicine, statistically, 7 out of 10 of you will not take it? 7 out of 10 of you will not take it. 
There's even a famous experiment uh, that it was called the Milgram Experiment. It took place right after World War II, and I, I'm sure some of you people, some of you have heard of this experiment before. It was a study done of obedience. People wanted to know, they wanted to know, all right, here's a participant, and their job is to teach somebody else a word, and if the person fails to learn the word, you give them a shock of electricity. And they even found in that situation that most people will obey, okay, but everybody has a point in which they will not obey. Everybody has a point in which they will not follow the rules. They will not play. Human beings, generally speaking, will not obey. And then I hear these words from Zerubbabel, or from Haggai today. Then Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest, and the whole remnant of people obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the message of prophet Haggai. Verse 12, you hear that? What did they do? They obeyed. Realize what that means, right? Realize what that, that says. They would listen to Haggai. Now, Haggai is essentially an unknown figure in the ancient world. We've got nothing else about him in any records. He was a nobody. He was a, a no one. He did not even have a legitimate position in the government. The, the governor did not have to listen to him. The priest did not listen to him. He had no position in that government. And he listened, they obeyed this command to rebuild the temple. But what was God's specific command? It was go up into the mountains and bring down timber. Now, I know some of you like to use wood to burn stoves, and so you gather wood, right? You, get, you collect wood. And I know how much work that is. That's, that's hard work. I can only imagine how much harder work it is to go up into the mountains and haul down timber. Would, would any of you actually do that? That's what these people did. They obeyed that kind of a ridiculous command. Can you imagine how hard that would have been for them? We don't have the right materials. We don't have the right stuff. Why would we obey? Did you see Solomon's temple that was here? Why are you making us do Haggai? I mean, Solomon's temple was beautiful. There was gold, there was silver, there were fancy jewels, and we don't have the right skills, Haggai right? We don't have the, the right people. Solomon brought in workers from, from Tyre and Sidon and from Egypt, Egypt, all over the place. Beautiful handiwork. We don't have the right people, Haggai. And, and why can't we just do it a different way? Why can't we just do it a different way, Haggai? Let's build altars on the high mountains, like lots of other people. Can't you just think about all of the things they would have said? All of the reasons to not obey. That's what it, it's hard, isn't it? Humans, generally speaking, just, just don't obey. Makes me, makes me think about a little, a little picture in my mind. Imagine a, a little boy leading around a grandpa by the hand and saying to grandpa, come and see, come and play. You ever notice that, right? Uh, grandpa's Growing up, their fathers, their fathers to little boys, and man, they're, they're tough as nails. You can't get grandfathers to do anything fun. You know, the little boy says, come on, Dad, let's go jump off the roof. No, no, that's a bad idea, son. Come on, Dad, let's go blow up the backyard. No, no, no that's a bad idea, son, right? But, but all of a sudden, what happens? All of a sudden, the, the son has a son, the father becomes a grandpa, and, and, and the grandpa, man, 
That boy can boss that grandpa around like nobody's business, you know. Come on, grandpa, let's go play. Come on, grandpa, let's go run away. Come on, grandpa, let's go get ice cream. Come on, grandpa, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And you're like, wait a second. Where did my cranky dad go? And then you and I realize, isn't that exactly what happened? That there was not just one little boy, but... 2,000 years ago, there was the eternal Son of God who became the littlest boy. And he obeyed his Father perfectly as a man. And he took that, that Father and he turned him into your grandfather and mine. Not the, not the Father who says, no, I won't play, but the Father who says, ask for me whatever you want and I will give it to you. The Father who says to you and to I, your sins are forgiven and I won't hold anything against you. Your Father who says to you and I, I will love you, I will support you, I will encourage you, and I will accept you no matter what you have done and no matter what you will do. Jesus became the obedient son to turn his father into our, our grandfather in a way. The grandfather who says, there is nothing in all of this world that I would keep from you. Now you realize that is why these people learn to obey. And if there is one thing that will make you and I into those obedient sons, it's the same thing. If you read the end of this section, it, maybe it bugged you just like it bugged me because it said here, Haggai the Lord's messenger gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you, declares the Lord. And so the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel and son of Shealtiel and the governor of Judah and everybody else. He stirred up their spirit. And, and it, doesn't it sound to you like God is saying, if you obey me, then I will be with you. And if you obey me, then I will do good for you. And if you obey me, then I will be your God and I will be with you. It sounds like that to me. Until we realize that Jesus was that son who was obedient in our place. So that God could always say to you and I, I am with you. I will always be with you and never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. Friends, if you need a reason to obey, that is it right there. That Jesus was that obedient son so that you and I could always ask our Father for whatever we need in his name. And that's every reason for us to build this house together. God hasn't told you and I to build a building. It wasn't like Haggai, go out into the, into the mountains and build, bring down timbers and build my house. What's God said? Here's just one example of what God has, has told us to do. He said, Christ gave apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Is that something that you and I are willing to obey? God has not challenged you and I to obey, build a building, but he has said, build up this body. And I bet, like me, you, you probably sometimes say, no way, no way, I don't want to obey. I, I won't go and put the brick on the building. I don't want to go and talk to that person over there that I'm ticked off at. Because 40 years ago, they told me I can't do something, and I've still got that chip on my shoulder to this day. 
that sound, sound familiar to any of us? I'm still grousing about that thing that happened three years ago when they really ticked me off, and I don't want to forgive the guy that is sitting on the other side of the church. Friends, that's what God has said you and I need to do. That's the way that God has said you and I need to obey. Are we willing, are we ready to build up this body? We need to see that Jesus Christ did become that obedient son so that God could promise us that he will stir us up, he will fill us with a zeal to build the most wonderful place. And friends, I can promise you that God will do that. That is what he will do in Jesus' name. I think some of the best experiences, the best times in my life have been when I was part of one of our mission teams, one of our mission groups, whether that was in China or in traveling, canvassing opportunities here in the United States or little mission opportunities. And I know a number of you have had chances to be part of that too, where you said, here am I, I will obey. Are you and I ready to do the same now and to build up this place, to build this place into a great church, a great body of believers that will never be tossed back and forth? Are you and I ready to forgive one another? Are you and I ready to encourage each other? Are you and I ready to instruct each other? And if necessary, hold each other accountable to do what is good and right. Friends, let us obey. Not because we're sure that by obedience, God will love us, but we're sure that God has already loved us in Jesus and he will stir us up to build this place. Friends, let's come together and build this great building together. For God is in this place. Let's pray that God would work among us now. Would you join with your hearts with me in prayer today? Lord Jesus, you have promised that you will work among us and you have stirred us up so that we can build this place. We pray that you would come and be with your people now. Stir us up as we seek together to build up your kingdom. Teach us to forgive each other. Teach us to encourage each other. Teach us to instruct each other. Teach us to walk in your way. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.